first things first, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know yeah, it's a busy period. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the busiest thing is the kids and so on. That's not the music. <laughs> <laughs> How many children do you have? Uh, two. Ah, okay. Young? Come again. Young? Yes. Ah, okay. There you go. That is going to keep you busy. Well, then yeah. I'll ask you straight away then. How's your day been going so far? Um... It's stressful, but good. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you can hope for. Keep yeah. them busy. Keep them well. Glad to hear it. I need to dive in then with a bigger question. I need to go bigger than that. We're going to look over the last 18 months or so. Basically, how have you personally been coping in the COVID times? Um, to be honest, not too bad. <laughs> good. Um, I'm in a lucky position that my job was not affected. So... Um, I was really lucky in regards to that. <laughs> and then uh, we built a house, so that kept me, kept me busy anyhow. So there was no time to rehearse or, <laughs> or go Incredible. on ever anyhow. So for me, it was the perfect timing. If ever a pandemic would be good, <laughs> last 18 months would have been it. <laughs> So. That is incredible. I mean, we, we we talk to artists all the time about their experiences of not being able to tour, make music potentially, at least in perhaps the way they used to, and what yeah. they what kind of kept them busy. So, I guess from this period, it's been it's been as weird as it might sound, a positive experience for you. Uh, I wouldn't say positive. Yeah, I, I really would have appreciated not to have a pandemic and not all the stress. <laughs> but um, um, for me, it was not a. a as big of a deal as it was for other people who are dependent on being on tour and who are dependent on the income and so on. So um, for me, it was just um, annoying. Nothing more. No, that's fair. No, that's yeah. fair. I mean, of course, it's incredibly negative period. It's simply the fact that any positives that we can take out of this still yeah. ongoing. That's the kind of thing you forget. It's not like it's over. We're yeah. still in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, um, how about Walsh Looster then? I guess the effect on the band, aside from the brand new album, which we'll come to, would you say you've been able to weather the storm and come through it stronger? Um, I think so. We had time to to focus on the new record, yeah, to really take time with the with the recording and um, doing the the the, the last um, fine tuning on the songs. Um, something you don't have always time to when you're uh, on the road every month uh, for a weekend and uh, then you have other things to do. So um, in that regards, it was kind of good for us to yeah. have that break and focus on the new material. Uh, but we're hungry to get uh, back on stage again now. Now, now it's the time. Now we're ready. <laughs> Absolutely, it is the time. Um is, it, is the new album a product of the pandemic or were you always planning to be working on it? Um, we, uh, we, and I, uh, I started planning on this, I would say a year before the pandemic hit us and maybe half a year before it or a quarter year before it, I really started working on the first song. So, and then pandemic hit, perfect timing so <laughs> yeah. it weirdly worked out as you say well i mean obviously there's some quite recent news for my understanding is the album was going to be released this coming friday but it's been delayed yeah. to the 22nd of october now how are yeah. you feeling about that 
uh, pissed off <laughs> a bit, uh, but there's nothing to be done. Uh, Sven of um, RP Records did uh, the, the best job that one could ask for, and he, he gave his best. But if you get no reply from the pressing plants uh, for, for two weeks, they, they don't even reply us at the moment. So uh, we have no idea when the violin will arrive at all. Um, although we handed in everything so early and made sure that we are on time and we had this extra buffer of one month uh, buffer time to <laughs> like make sure that the release can happen. Seems like one month is not enough buffer nowadays. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It, it, it appears to be, I mean, I'm not in that side of things, that it seems to be such a bit of a mess and everyone's album is either getting delayed because of the vinyl yeah. or you just end up pushing out digitally anyway and then waiting. Did you yeah. consider that? uh we did but um it has um two reasons um we need to delay the whole thing um although in bandcamp it will be released on friday yeah the bandcamp the digital version and there will be stream on youtube so you can listen to it for free if you want to <laughs> just the physical copies will arrive later um i think swen is will also push out uh, digital um, download codes for those people who pre-ordered the physical copies so hope everyone is fine and happy with that kind of compromise uh we needed to delay the whole thing because of uh tactical reasons and because sven is on holiday and has to take vacation and he really needs it uh, he has so much work with his label uh, uh, sometimes uh, you need a break and i totally understand that so yeah bad no. time <laughs> absolutely completely understandable but as you said you know come this friday it's if you want to if you're desperate to hear it and you've pre-ordered the physical copies be it the vinyl or the cd you've still got the chance to do it and for free if that's your progress but do buy it do buy it please <laughs> <laughs> um considering you're playing a show the day after has that kind of upended that plan or are you just kind of like it is what it is and we're going to carry on exactly as normal it is what it is. So they, the release show will happen, <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll pull through as planned. And yeah, it will be a fun evening nonetheless. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we will have the merch with us and so on. So all good. <laughs> good news. Good news. Um, obviously your sixth studio full length and first with AOP Records. Does this feel like a momentous step forward in the band's growth? Uh, it does actually. Yeah, uh, it it does like um. It's the right home for us at this time. Um, don't get me wrong, um, Norvis was the right home for us for the last couple of years and uh, still friends uh, with Andreas and still um, he will push, uh, uh, release um, the back catalog uh, of Valka Fluster. He still has the rights for that. And um, I'm happy that that is the case, uh, but AOP is as a, for this time being the perfect label for us. We, we feel at home. Sven is doing an incredible job he has done so for the last couple of years, if, if you follow AOP, the, the momentum he has gained with his label and the, um, yeah, he seems to, 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 to find the right bands in the, for the right time. Yeah, it's, yeah, so it's kind of <laughs> the, the nose for that, yeah. <laughs> so. the, is it quite a big deal for you? I guess because World Fist, I mean, you're, you're big in Europe, but outside that, it seems like you're a little bit more unknown, say for example, in the UK or American stuff like that, is this, are you hoping or looking to see this as an opportunity to really push yourself more worldwide? I wouldn't say we're big in Europe. So <laughs> uh, well, I, mean, I, compare, I compare it to you in the UK. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, I think uh, actually uh, we're not doing that bad in, in the US. Actually, there are a couple of people following us over there. Um, 
far as I, I mean, all thanks to Austin, who was pushing uh, from Panopticon, who was pushing our music <laughs> for, for the last 10 years. <laughs> um, um, yeah, there was no plan for, for, for anything. If it if it happens that we are that the broader audience in, in the world will hear us, I'm happy. Yeah, but that was not the plan. It, so no, that's the, that's it. Carry on doing what you're doing, and it's been an incredible journey so far. So fingers crossed, more people get to hear um, your music. So home home is an aspect of Noam, the new album. Um, yeah quite important. I, it's a quite broad question, but where is home for you? And what does home mean to you? Yeah, you have to listen to the record. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, th th that's, that's exactly the question that I try to, to figure out for myself uh, on that record. And to be, to be honest, um, I didn't come to a real conclusion. Yeah, it's, um, there are still open questions for me. It's, um, if, if home is just, um, the laughing of my kids or is it also the place uh, i have this this incredible sense of belonging when i see the the wendelstein that's uh, the most um um ah english come on <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a mountain here the, the biggest mountain here in the area yeah? and, and you see it from far away and it has a very distinct distinct shape um uh, when i see the wendelstein after being away for a while, uh, I kind of feel this this uh, sense of belonging and the sense of home. And I was always wondering why is that? Uh, why is that? And those are the kind of questions that um, I wanted to explore on um, uh, on the home. Um, what what is home? What what does it mean to me? Why is someone able to call a place a home and somebody else isn't allowed to to do so? Yeah, in the eyes of others, and. Those are the kind of questions I try to uh, to try try to find an answer for. Yeah. It's fascinating because ultimately that everyone's perception is going to be wildly different. You know, you say yeah. home could be the physical state around you, your yeah. actual house, or yeah. how you feel about your country, for example. Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's an experience. Yeah. <laughs> The naturistic values of Noam then are very important. And obviously it's a very important aspect of Walsh Flooster overall. If you've been following you guys for across the albums and releases, you know that. Are you able to identify at this stage now in your career why you have such a connection with nature? Yeah, the same as it was at the beginning. I, I, I feel comfort <laughs> when I'm in nature. Yeah. The, if, if I'm surrounded by I, by woods, it's it's I feel the quietness. I'm my my inner demons have the time to speak to myself, yeah, and uh, my my inner thoughts have have time to, um, yeah, to come out when when all the the noise of the world is uh, is quiet, and and that's that's what I find in in nature and its solitude, and yeah, why I always have this this uh, deep connection, especially to the woods and the mountains. That's lovely to hear. I mean, it's it's something I've always struggled to relate with as a city boy yeah. <laughs> uh, living, in, living in London where everything is buildings. Um, yeah. the, I see music like yours and the new album as like a window into a into a world I can't fully appreciate. Is that <laughs> is that something you set out to do or was it simply focused on what you felt? 
it was focused on what I felt, but I'm I'm happy if if it gives uh, other people a window to uh, that kind of feeling that I have when I'm in nature, and that that's a good thing if if that is something that comes from my music. I'm I'm happy for, <laughs> to hear that. Um. Yeah. Even <laughs> even my visits to Germany have only ever been to the city, so again, it's yeah. not like I've experienced the nature. I, I lived uh, in Munich for five years, yeah. Um, so um, and. I seldomly had the opportunity to really go out into nature uh, when I lived there. So there was this kind of sense of longing <laughs> always around there. And you, you hear the, the record that um, we wrote back then that was Ruinen um, is a more, has a more post-rocky city vibe to it than, than the other records, at least in, in my ears. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's fascinating because that's the album. That's that's the album that got me into you guys. That's the <laughs> album that I discovered you. <laughs> yeah. Do you find yourself taking inspiration from our our real and current kind of climate battles and issues, or is it something you try to steer yourself away from? Um, with Walkeflüster, I stay away from from those kind of issues. Walkeflüster is not a philosophical band. Walkeflüster mm. uh, isn't emotional band it's it's this yeah it has nothing to do with the outside world uh, or not much at least um uh, topics like uh, climate change or, or current political um climate um th th there's my my um, my other band uprising is for that yeah that, that's where i let the anger go <laughs> so you have that second outlet that's where it is absolutely yeah. i think it's really important as well because people if they don't know who you are and they will hear a very simple explanation, which is naturistic black metal, post-atmospheric, or that, and they will naturally presume you are looking at the outside, you're looking at your window. Yeah. Yeah. Was it easy? And was it as easy as you make it seem to balance the side, that side of things, the atmospheric, naturistic stuff with the raw and more intense black metal side on this album? Now, obviously you've been doing this for a while, but there is still progression in the yeah. sound here. Um, I gotta be honest. Um, the horn kind of wrote itself. It's um, this was the 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 easiest record uh, I've written in the last couple of years. It it, it all came by itself. Maybe it's um, okay. To be fair, back when I started by Kufusta, it was like I had uh, I was playing guitar constantly. Yeah, I had about twenty or thirty riffs. Uh, and then I would start to write a song out of the riffs that I had. Um, it doesn't work for me like that anymore. Work, kids, responsibilities, everything. So if I got two hours of time, I need to know what I want to do. I sit down and then I try to write that. <laughs> exactly that, what I'm setting out to do. It's not like floating around, oh, what ideas, uh, or where do you want to go? But now I, nowadays I, I, I start to write with a goal. Yeah? And um, that makes it sometimes a bit more easy to have some a coherent uh, coherent sound, if that is um, understandable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And th there was also the, the the concept the concept was which narrows down what you what you want to do musically. Yeah. So you have a you have lyrics that deal with xenophobia. Of course, you will not do uh, um, a, a polka song. Yeah, it's uh, it will be um, 
a more uh, a, a darker song. So that's what I set out to do. I have a lyric about xenophobia. I want a, bl a blast beat song. Yeah, want a dark blast beat song. So that's what I did, and that's how how it worked for every song, and that's why it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. But did you ever have any periods then? So you say you'd set yourself two hours, three hours to do a specific writing period. And you yeah. basically hit, I guess, a form of writer's block. Did that happen often or was it very free flowing? Were you able to continue working? Um, it was happening pretty often last, when I wrote the home. So every now and then I, I sat down for two hours, maybe every two weeks or once a week. I, I don't know anymore, to be honest. <laughs> and, and it always depends also on the stage of the song. Uh, at the beginning, it's a bit more slower because you kind of figure out where you want to go. Uh, the more it progresses and uh, the more you work on the details, the the more often you sit down on it because you have that idea in that moment and I want to um, I want to do that. So. Yeah. Are you, um, ultimately the album is an incredible piece of work, but are you a tinkerer? Did you find yourself happy enough when you effectively had it as a complete thing and were like, right, that is as perfect as it's going to be? Or do you kind of think, oh, I, I tinker around too much, I play around too much, that kind of thing? I tend to tinker around a lot. Yep. <laughs> um, and that's why I'm happy now with that record, you know? It's... <laughs> We were so a song usually our 10 minute songs, yeah, the, the, the three 10 minute songs. Each of them took about, I would say, two to three months until in a kind of finished demo shape, yeah. So we have demo recordings that are pretty, pretty, pretty close to what it sounds now on the record. All the samples are in there, all the uh, vocal lines and the, all the melodies are in there, and so. I really get down to the details in, in the demo period already. Uh, also uh, with the other guys, uh, the, the drummer already programs every fill how he will play it. That's, that's how we work, yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what we didn't anticipate is how good it will sound after being in the Clunk Studio um, uh, E, because Markus Dock did the most incredible job uh, ever. We, we're so happy with that sound and, and the polish he gave to the to the record so this was the the final touch where we said yeah this this is perfect this is as good as we can can write music at the moment oh that's fantastic uh it i i keep saying it but it is an incredible record <laughs> you guys are quite an active well you're quite active on social media pushing yourselves co conversing with a fair bit of your audience is that something you enjoy the desire and push on social media or is it a needs must kind of thing i do not enjoy it at all <laughs> and uh, to be honest i don't think that we are posting that much when i compare it to other bands <laughs> um I, I always get the feeling ah, you, you need to do more because other people are pushing it more on social media and then uh no nah, I, I don't only only if i have something to say and if i have something to say it's good i, I will post that if I do not have something to say, then no. <laughs> have, you, um, have you been able to work out the algorithms and things like that, or do you just not even bother? Uh, our, um, uh, our bass player, Avagar, he's actually um, an, a media expert. He works in that field with the, with the algorithms. So um, yeah, every now and then he tells me how to do stuff, but then I tend to not do it because I forget about it. And, 
I, I don't care. If people will hear it if, if they want to hear it. And not. it. It's the label's job to take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> I would say 90% 90, 90 of the bands you speak to, wide array and across all genres, say the same thing. And it pretty much goes like you did. They hate it, they have to do it, and they don't yeah. get it. So yeah. you're not alone. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Um, what do you make of the kind of rise to prominence? Not quite mainstream, because I don't think it ever will be. The rise to prominence with kind of atmospheric black metal over the last few years. The genres have certainly been a, become a, becoming a little bit more diluted and warped as in genre-wise. Is it something that kind of excites you or is it something you're not really noticing? To be honest, um something I never thought about it because I, I don't care. It's, the, the, whatever music will please people will be popular and there will be more bands and the other way around. And I don't care. I don't care how popular a band or a genre is. I will listen, always listen to that music that I like. I, I listen to a lot of pop stuff, yeah, big stuff. And uh, I don't care how underground a band is. I will also listen to you if... if um, uh, your music connects with me so i really don't care about popularity of, of anything <laughs> it's as simple as that like what you like yeah exactly um what's some of your hopeful plans for the remainder of 2021 and into 2022 and i use the word hopeful purely because the state of the world is still in in the way it is um we have uh, except for the, the the show on on saturday we have two more shows coming up for this year I really hope uh, that they uh, will take place and we are looking forward to those. Um, otherwise, we will just, I think, lay back, do the uh, promotional stuff, <laughs> do interviews and um, see how people uh, react to the record if they like it and um, kind of re relax for a bit. And um, then I, I assume in a couple of weeks, uh, I will feel the tick again to to write new, new music so <laughs> this, <laughs> there's always the an expectation we, we we we're talking to you about a current album cycle it's not even out yet and naturally yeah. of course you're already moving on <laughs> yeah, for me the songs are one year old you know it's exactly. <laughs> it is what it is yeah. I always find that fascinating and I always talking to an artist. I, 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 we try to obviously focus on the now and what's quite important yeah. and stuff. But when the question comes about up next, it's like, don't you don't don't feel pressure to tell us that you're writing a new record. The <laughs> expectation is you're an artist. You'll be doing something. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I've got one last question for you. Although it's not so much a question, actually. It's more of just uh, something I'd never really do. But I'm taking this opportunity, a little bit of fanboying. You've been a band that, for me personally, and our website, GVHBL, I have been shouting to play Bloodstock Festival for years. For the last couple of years, you've basically been number one or number two on our top 10 bands we would like to see booked for Bloodstock, depending upon which year it was. And this has been ever since I came across Ruen. Yeah. Basically, can you please come play the bloody festival for me? And if you do, <laughs> if you do, can you please make sure... Ask of Phoenix is in the set list because basically I consider that the greatest song I've ever heard. Not just for you, all bands. Okay, if, if we play there, I'll promise you I will get the other guys to play Asher Phoenix. They are the, the ones who don't want to play that live. <laughs> I would love to play that song live. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. Well, even if even if we get a chance to see you in the UK in 2022, that would be spectacular. Come on, ALP, sort that one out for us. Yeah, I really hope so. We, we have never play, played in the UK uh, so far, so 
I really would like to um, to go there and play a show. Man, uh, I've been to the K a couple of times. I love it there. So playing a show and going to pubs would be the best thing. <laughs> if needs must, if needs must, hit us up. Get a Kickstarter going. We'll donate the bloody money to get you all yeah. here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Winners, thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Uh, you, it's your time as well. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to promote our sound, man. So really appreciate it. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?